Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. And we are getting you ready for some football. Now, it's preseason football. It's Hall of Fame game preseason football. But, Dale, it's still football. The pads will be on. It's going to at least have that bit of excitement to it. It's nice because we finally saw some pads go on in training camp. But still, it's, it's the same guys versus the same guys. Now there will be some competition with the other team, with the Cowboys guys who are trying to make the team versus the Steelers guys who are trying to make the team. There's at least a little bit of excitement in that after such a long time without any football to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in the dog days of uh, training camp here, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I've honestly, after, you know, three weeks of OTAs and then a mini camp and a rookie mini camp, and then, you know, two and a half, three weeks of, of training camp, however long it's been. I don't know. This was day 12. Uh, it seems like longer. Um, I'm just ready to see some football. I feel you. That's all I want to see, football. Yeah. yeah. Just hitting people, calling plays, you know, maybe seeing who beats who. It'd be nice to talk about that instead of all the maybes and blows and, you know, all these storylines that we stretch out to entertain you all to get to, to bring out our analysis. But now our analysis can be on actual football, man. It, it's it's going to be great to have that. Um, I've got a Carter's classroom up on Antoine Brooks and Arthur Molly. I've been saving that one for the like the last dog day before we have some new film to analyze so man i just nearly made because i was running out of things to things to break down that would sound new to our readers who follow us very closely They're like wait chris is starting to reuse things and i'm like oh uh but talking about this hall of fame game mike Tomlin revealed that the plan for quarterback is mason rudolph starting the game dwayne haskins coming in after that and then josh Dobbs basically finishing the game in the second half um Dale, there's been a good amount of talk about Mason's mistakes and then Dwayne making some plays, but then Dwayne making some mistakes. I wanted to give you just get your insight on where this actually stands. Cause like I, I've acknowledged like on, you know, when on live cues and a bunch of different other things, like, Hey, yeah, Dwayne has looked, you know, better than the horribleness he looked in Washington, but, and Mason has struggled, but that doesn't absolutely mean that, that Dwayne's got, you know, an inside spot on this job. He can, he can push for it. He can fight for, it. I think he's closer than I thought he would be at this point in time. Cause I didn't think he'd be anywhere near close, but 
I'm still on the side of this is still Mason's job to lose, and he has a lot more to do bad before we can even talk about him losing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I can, you know, look, Mason Rudolph's the only one that's under contract for next season. Exactly. Um, You know, if, if, let's put it this way. If you, if Dwayne Haskins gets bumped up to QB two this year, um, now all of a sudden, maybe you got to pay him a little bit more money next Mm -hmm. year. Uh, And quite frankly, you know, Rudolph's been the guy, uh, you know, he knows the team better. He knows the, the players better. He's, it doesn't really matter who's two and who's three on game days, other than the fact that one of them's going to play if something were to happen to Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always, let's, let's say at the end of the year, let's say week 17, the Steelers are either already have a playoff spot locked up or are out of the playoffs altogether. Um, they could still decide that, hey, we, we're just going to give Dwayne Haskins a, a, a start here to see what he looks like. Or they could say, we're going to give Mason Rudolph a start to see what he looks like. It doesn't, you know, two and two and three, I think people are getting too caught up in. The only one that matters is one. Right. Who's quarterback one? Right. The only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters because it's what we're going to see. And again, if Ben goes down, that's the season anyways. You know, like they might be able to eke out a playoff spot if Mason comes in. But, you know, the, they a lot of this is still dependent on Ben Roethlisberger being healthy and being more fresh this year than he was last year. And we've seen a little bit in training camp. He's moved around in the pocket and found some guys, and he's still able to zip a ball, you know, over 30 yards down the field. So, like, we're, we're still seeing Ben Roethlisberger, you know, be a functioning NFL franchise quarterback, um, you know. And if that goes, then that's a whole study. But, again, that, that's what it boils down to. So, when people start talking about, you know, you know, you know, who, you know, who's important here and who's winning this job. I think, you know, I, I think it's cool to keep an eye on those things. Cause again, it's been training camp. We haven't had actual football to talk about. And we, and even still, we'll still mainly just have preseason football to talk about, but at the same time, I think that some people get sucked into this and it becomes their world. When, if you're, if you're talking about the Steelers, it's like, okay, this is cool for now, but you know, come September, this isn't going to be important unless disaster strikes. Yeah, uh, you know, and if disaster strikes, then you kind of try to string it together like you did in 2019. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I think Haskins has looked better at times. At I'm times. not going to say he's. I'm not going to say he's. You know, he's looked like the second coming. He's made mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. I, I think some of the the. Some of the uh, stuff with with Rudolph and and uh, and Haskins, is based on. Haskins just not being Rudolph. You mm. know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think there's a large segment out there that that just hates Mason Rudolph and well, he can't possibly be the, the quarterback of the future. So therefore, if he's not going to be the quarterback of the future, what are you doing? You know, it's that overlooks the fact that your backup quarterback's an important spot. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleveland's playing paying their backup quarterback uh, eight million dollars this year. Yes, the Steelers aren't paying Mason Rudolph anything close to that. Nope. Uh, you know you're, you're still getting getting him on a relatively cheap deal. So if you draft a a, a long time backup quarterback, that has some value to it mm-hmm. you know, until the until the point you know point where he costs too much money. Um, but I, I just think there's a large segment of Steeler fans out there who are just looking for someone, anyone, and maybe they're they're hoping that, that Dwayne Haskins is that you know, potential quarterback of the future, then, then your, your, your problems next year are maybe a little more solved. Um, yeah. Maybe he's going to cost you some money, but if he's your quarterback of the future, then who cares? I don't know that he's that, 
I want to see it in the preseason. I want to see right. it in games against other teams. What happens in, in, in these training camp practices so much mm -hmm. is that, and, and it's, you know, I coach basketball, uh, mm -hmm. youth basketball. And I, of course I played basketball a lot. You're running plays. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when your defense knows the play, a lot of times they can jump routes, mm -hmm. they can jump passes, uh, you know, in basketball because they know the play, you know, you're running your stuff against them. So they, uh, there's only so much stuff you can run. And so they, they get used to what you're running there. Now, some of the backups maybe aren't quite as talented. It's mostly that's who Dwayne Haskins is, is working against the backups. So I would, I would hope that he would look good in those situations. You know, he's a former first round pick working against guys who, you know, maybe insurance salesman in another three weeks. Right. So, yeah, you know, I, that's why I want to see what he looks like in a game. Um, again, he's looked good at times. He's looked not so good at times. Rudolph's looked good at times. He's looked not so good at times. I know a lot of people get caught up in the, you know, what's happened in these open practices because that's been what's, what's been able to be reported. Right. That doesn't, that just that doesn't discount everything that happened before that. No, they practiced and those practices were recorded and they took place and the coaches saw them. Mm -hmm. And so they count too. It's right. not just, it's not just these last week of practices that we've been able to report on that, that they're going to be, uh, you know, judging these things off of. Also, it's important to remember, like, I, you know, when I talked to people who, you know, studied or watched or covered uh, Dwayne Haskins in Washington, this is also what he did there. He would light it up in training camp or he'd do well in preseason and everyone get excited. And then the pressure would be on in the regular season and then he'd fall apart. Things would get bad. Well, you know, you know, quarterbacks know in this situation, they're not mm -hmm. going to get hit. Right. That too. <laughs> that kind of makes it, it's a, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You can stand in the pocket and know, Hey, I'm, I'm the quarterback. I'm not going to get hit here. All right. You know, you could stand there and make a throw. He, you know, he had a touchdown uh, the other day in, in uh, a two minute drill. Mm -hmm. uh, it was late last week. I want to say Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. Maybe it was Saturday where on, on fourth down, he would have been sacked. Yeah. Instead, he stood there. The, the defensor, defender ran by him. He stood there. He completed the pass for the first down and they go down and score. Well, that drive would have never in a game would have never taken place. It would have ended on the fourth down sack. Not only that, Dale, but how many times have they won? Has the offense gotten a win in seven shots because he ran the option and they just they aren't going to hit him. When They're he not going to hit him. Like, like, he had like, one like, the other, he had one the other day where Ryan Moy or not Ryan Moy, uh, the, uh, the Lamont Wade, Lamont Wade yeah. would have hit him at the one yard line. And that uh, would not have gone gets, well for Dwayne. Haskins. Yeah, maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't, but he got in in that situation and it counted as a win for him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we don't, you know, maybe he fumbles the football in that situation. You don't know. You don't know. I, I've always felt like the QB running the ball on seven shots is a cheat. You're supposed to throw the football. Right. That's the idea. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, it's a designed run by the quarterback, and those were not designed runs. Right. Those were him Josh just. Josh Jobs does the same thing. And, hey, mm -hmm. that's part of their game. Yeah. Not so much for 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 Haskins, but it's certainly part it of definitely Dobbs. Game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or definitely. Dobbs game, I should say. No, def definitely Dobbs. That was a big part of who he was at Tennessee and uh, what got him to the NFL in the first place. Uh, there was a lot of interesting things about the quarterback position, but there's other guys that are going to be playing in this uh, this Hall of Fame game or not playing. We're going to talk about that after this break.
Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly. Continue to break things down. Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, you can subscribe to us anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And um, if you rate us five stars, a positive comment, it really helps us out. Not just us out with Lolly Carter, but also with the H2P podcast, with the We Are podcast, with the Daily Shots, with all the podcasts, whether it's Penguins, Pirates, or anyone here with DKPittsburghSports.com. Again, I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We're talking about the Hall of Fame game. It's Thursday night in Canton, Ohio. Dale will be there. It's going to be interesting to see some of these other guys in here. Now, Dale, there's certain guys we know aren't playing. Ben's not going to be playing. Um, Joe Hayden's not going to be playing. I don't think Cam Hayward's not going to be playing. Um, you know, there's going to be other guys. You know, TJ Watt, I mean, he hasn't even practiced in full pads yet. That's another Yeah, story. Terrell Edmonds, most Terrell, of the offensive right. line. You can right. go on down the list of guys that they're not going to play in this game because they don't have to play them in this game. No. Um, now we'll see about uh, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Mike Tomlin said, "Hey, I want to see him go through the pregame ritual." Right. And it, we're going to decide. He said, "We'll decide, you know, Wednesday or Thursday whether we're going to play him or not." Mm-hmm. He didn't guarantee he was going to play. No. Najee Harris. There was there was no such pro- proclamation made. He said he wants to see him go through the process uh, of getting ready to pl- you know play play in a game. How's mm-hmm. that? How does that go? Um, if it's me, I don't know that I play him at all in this game. Dale, what's, the, I, what's the gain out of it? I, I think that I think the entire move here is he dresses, he practices, and then he sits the entire game. Like, like you said, I think so as well. I think what's, he, what's I think the game? See how he handles that. Mm-hmm. And That's how, all part yeah, of it. How yeah. he approaches it because it, it does make sense. Like he wants to see how how Najee what um how how Najee like you know handles that because again he's a huge part of what this team has to be in the future if they're in the near future this year and moving forward if they're going to be competitive and move forward and move forward you know with better results than last year so evaluating that part of him is at no harm to the Steelers because then you're not putting him in harm's way there's no chance he has a freak accident um you know so now you're sitting there like, okay, you get to see that part of him to see how he prepares. And then when you're actually ready to use him in the preseason, you will. But it's the Hall of Fame game. This game ultimately doesn't matter. This is just a spectacle that the NFL puts on to add to the opening of the season and those and that kind of fanfare. And I, I get the excitement behind that. But there's no way Najee Harris should play at all. If he does, it's a snap or two just to say you did it and just to see that and like, you know, test his metal, but you're pulling him immediately. I don't even know if he, you know, if he does play, I don't do think even, he does. Do you even have him run the football? Right. Just maybe, have him maybe you just there. have him take a, take, you know, maybe it's a pass rep on third down because you just want to see him, you know, see how he recognizes, uh, you know, protection. Right. That would be the only way because yep. otherwise, you know, he dinged his shoulder at practice on Tuesday. I saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, you saw me, he, he, he went out to catch a pass. I don't know what he did, but he immediately went to the sideline when everybody else was in the middle of the field and took a knee. And then, and then the trainers came over to look at him. Um, I, you know, they went through this with Le'Veon Bell in 2013. Bell got hurt in the preseason and missed the first three games of the year. They don't, they can't afford for that to happen. No, they can't. They, they can't. can't have they can't have Najee Harris miss the first three or four nope. games of the season. Nope. You saw what had happened, you know, because of that in, in 2012 or 2013. I'm sorry, they, they started 0 and 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember that. Yeah. And he, he came in for that Vikings game in London. Um, and, and it still wasn't up. But once he got going, they got going. Right. Um, and, and yeah, they were eight and four the rest of the way. Right. 
Right. I mean, that, that's such a critical thing. And you're right. That, that's the whole thing. They're, they're not trying to overwork him right now. They're trying to see how much he can take. They're trying to, they're trying to get him used to the NFL. And, and that's always a tricky balance, right. For coaches. Like, you know, how much can we push this guy without pushing him too far and wearing him down? That's something, that's something that Mike Tomlin, I mean, his first year in the NFL, he admitted he's like, yeah, hey, I pushed him too hard in 2007, but I learned, you know, how far I could push those guys. And then they won the Super Bowl in 2008. Um, you know, so, that's the thing. You're not, don't expect to see Najee. Uh, we haven't seen Benny Snell for the last couple of days in practice. Um, so not sure how yeah. that practice is in, but Anthony McFarlane wasn't out there today. I mean, they're, yeah. they're a little nicked up at the running back spot, Yeah. but I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind seeing Kalen Balaj out there and get, get 20 carries. He's the guy I was talking, I was about to talk about because we've seen him running some routes. We've seen and him running the, the ball. Yeah. He's here's the thing. Chris, if, if he gets hurt, so what? So what? Exactly. You go find another Kalen Balaj. Right. But you want to see, hey, can he handle the load here? Because if, and if he can, now if I'm Benny Snell, um, I'm getting a little nervous, perhaps. Right. Because here's the thing. And I, I said it on this podcast with you months ago when they signed Kalen Balaj. That was a that was a warning shot to Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, and Jalen Samuels. Like, hey guys, your jobs ain't safe. You may think it is because you guys were the only thing that were here. But guess what? They're drafted a running back, and now they've signed a running back. And Kalen Balaj is at least if you're not if you're not better than him, one of y'all is going to go. Maybe two of y'all. Um, and you know, there's there's st- Jalen Samuels is still the guy that we both have on the bottom of that list. But if Benny Snell can't get back on the field soon, and whether or not that's you know that's an injury or something else is going on there, you know, Mike Thomas said they're continuing to evaluate him, but didn't give any specifics. You know. Um, that's you know that that could be the end of his time in Pittsburgh as harsh as that sounds it's the reality in the NFL yeah I mean if you're you know not a starter and you get hurt there's always that uh, chance that uh you know you could uh, lose your job yep it's certainly a thing there um defensively we've talked a lot about the offense with this game defensively this is where we'll get to see a little bit of James Pierre you know, because we only saw limited snaps of him last year. And then oh, I we think st- we'll see a lot of James Pierre. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying I was being, you know, just leave that a little bit. But, um, but yeah, we'll see a lot of James Pierre. No Joe Hayden. It, I doubt we see any Cam Sutton, you know. Um, but, you know, you'll see a lot of Justin Lane. Um, I, I think, Dale, over the last two practices, he finally stopped looking bad in training camp, in my, in, at least in my eyes. So we'll see how he handles some competition. But Justin Lane's another guy kind of like Benny Snell. It's like, dude, you got to show up. Uh, you were a draft pick a few years ago, but you haven't done much yet. So uh, you should be on watch because James Pierre has continued to turn heads in training camp. Um, you know, and they got other corners out there who are who are pushing for time. So um, that's going to be interesting. But also the slot cornerback battle, which I wrote about for Carter's classroom for Wednesday. Um, you know, Antoine Brooks, Arthur Mullet. We'll see who who even plays from that position. It's going to be Antoine Brooks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 part of what I'm what I'm writing here is who we're looking at. But these are going to be like the early steps of just seeing how some of these new guys and young guys fit in and are playing within the system. And again, granted, they're not playing with the first team guys like Mink is not out there. TJ's not out there. Devin won't be out there. Um, These are all guys you're going to be like, okay, you know, this is how they perform now. But there's still going to be it's a different level when you know there's other guys on the field you can count on. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the time of. You know, and Mike Tomlin talked about it like, you know, this is where maybe you're not going to be a guy who plays on defense, but you're a defensive player. Right. But you go out and ball out on special teams. Yeah. 
you know, you go out and make a couple of tackles. You do your, you, you do your job out there. The guy, I, you know, the, the guy who continues to interest me is, and I have him making my 53 man roster is Henry Mondu. Mm. He's one of he, he's one of the, I think he's the only defensive lineman. Maybe Isaiah Loudermilk does a little bit of uh, special team stuff, but Mondu's the only one who's like on kick return and kick, you know, <laughs> and, and like punt coverage and things no, of that you. nature. Um, you know, you're talking about a 300 pounder there. They've in the past like to have a guy like that. You know, Brett Kiesel made his bones early in his career playing mm-hmm. special teams. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, Israel Raybon, guys like that uh, have have kind of done that. Or, I'm sorry, Orpheus Roy. Orpheus, um, I was, I was going to say Israel. I, don't know, but I remember ha- Orpheus Roy. Having a big guy that can run and Mondu can run. He's like a 4'9", 4'8", you know, mm-hmm. high 4'8 guy at 300 pounds uh, and is athletic. I mean, they used him at fullback. If you remember last year, he had, he had a lead block for a touchdown. I remember that last for a year. touchdown. Um, that intrigues me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so a guy like that, that can go out there and get you some, some key special teams moments has some value. So that, that's what you're looking for, for your backups, especially when you have a guy uh, like Melvin Ingram, who's not going to play special teams. Right. You know, so you're losing one of your outside linebackers right out of the gate mm-hmm. uh, as a special teams player. So, you know, I think there's some spots to be won there as, for these backup uh, uh, special teams guys. Absolutely. That's going to be another thing to watch is how people do on special teams. And who's on what units? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my, my partner on, on SNR, Matt Williamson, um, said, you know, keep an eye on who's on the first team right. punt coverage unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys usually make the roster. Right. Because, you know, the, the, those are the guys you can't afford to screw that up. No. Those are going to be the guys. Yeah, because, but again, that's something the Steelers have prided themselves in the Danny Smith era of being special teams coach, uh, you know, being able to, you know, be disciplined on punt coverage and kick coverage. And, uh, you know, it's paid off. And if they're trusting you with that job, that means that you're, you must have earned it somehow. So I agree. That's definitely something to watch. Um, as we continue to figure out who's going to fill out the different parts of this depth chart that are still unsure and still murky just after two weeks of practices at the Southside facility and then at Heinz Field. Um, Dale, we still got a long way to go in preseason. We got three more games after this, but at least we get something here to kind of chew on for a bit, get some film and get to be there. Um, that's going to be an exciting time. Stay tuned with us here at DKPittsburghSports.com. We got, we'll have all the content keeping you up to date with your Steelers, how they're doing, how these battles are shaping out in training camp. Dale's going to be live there. I'm going to be live there as well. It's going to be a great time. Dale, thanks so much as always for doing the show with me. We'll be back in the ears again soon here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. We'll be probably recapping the the game and what we what, what our takes are for the Saturday version of the podcast as the Steelers resume training camp practices at Heinz Field that's this this upcoming Saturday so it's going to be a fun packed time stay tuned with us here remember subscribe to all the DK Pittsburgh sports platform podcasts on Apple Spotify Google podcasts also rate us five stars the positive comment it helps out everybody I mean everybody here and we all appreciate it thanks again for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast I'm Chris Carter he's Dale Lolly we'll be talking to you again soon